And good afternoon, good afternoon. I'm Len Tillum. I'm a lawyer. News Talk 910. You got legal problems? I've got legal answers. I've got all kinds of legal answers. Pick up the phone and give me a call. The number to call is 866-536-1000. You got that? Here I am. It's live. Three to four. 866-536-1000. Any kind of a legal problem you got? I've got David Brown doing research. I don't make it up. Come on. We know what's going on. We've been doing this a long time. Call it in. All kinds of legal problems are welcome. We love those stories. Again, call now at the beginning of the show, 866-536-1000. Jay in Daly City. Len Tillum, Jay, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hey, Glenn. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Glenn, I'm calling because I have a disabled son who's autistic, and I worked for the school district of San Francisco for the past 22 years, and they don't want to accommodate my schedule. Well, what's your schedule? What's the problem? Well, I asked if I could come an hour late, but I was willing to modify a half hour. They want me there at 7.30. What do you do? What do you do for the San Francisco School District? I'm school site support. I uh, answer phones. I do the attendance. I discipline kids. I do yard duty. Um, And and you have a disabled son at home. Is that right? Yeah, he's 22, but the, the, the bus picks him up at 7.30, and they want me at 7.30. Last year, the principal accommodated my schedule, but he retired. Now we have a new principal who doesn't want to accommodate my schedule. I, I got it. What's the earliest you could get in there? 8 o'clock. See, you are your son's caregiver. Here's where your, your rights would be. You're taking care of your son. That means under the Americans with Disabilities Act and other laws, the boss is supposed to report provide you with what's called reasonable accommodations. Americans with Disabilities Act says your boss, if you're taking care of a disabled person, reasonable accommodations. Now, I can't tell you if the school district is not being reasonable. You're in charge of monitoring attendance, right? And, and the kids, when they come in in the morning, is that right? Yeah, but the school, the school starts uh, taking attendance at 8 o'clock. That's All right, look, if they need you there by a certain time, and... You know, the school district can't just shift the entire school day around your kid's school bus schedule. They can't move it back half an hour to make things easier for you. I I don't know. If it's not really necessary for you to be there at 730, they may be unreasonable. Why don't you go in and talk to the principal and say, look, the Americans with Disabilities Act says you're supposed to make reasonable accommodations. Have you said this to him already? No. Well, I would be very polite and say, you know, principals don't like it. You quote the law, he'll think, oh, my God, what a bureaucratic nightmare. I'll let the guy do what he wants. You tell him, Americans with Disabilities Act, you're supposed to make reasonable accommodations. And if they, if the principal says, get out of here, you're going to be fired unless you come in at 730, you can file a claim against the school district with the EEOC. You got a pencil there, Jay? Yeah, I got one. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, EEOC. They have a San Francisco district office, and it's 800-669-4000. 800-669-4000, all right? Okay. And I would see what they have to say and uh, talk to the principal. I don't think you got a slam dunk, but if they can make accommodations, why the hell shouldn't they? Yeah, I've been in the district 22 years. I don't know why. Well, just be polite about it and don't get into a fight with the guy and see what's going on, okay? All right. Thank you so much, Glenn. You're welcome. And he knows, you know, this one of these guys, he kept calling me Glenn. What am I going to say? He never, you know, he don't listen to the show, but it's a story. I'm not so choosy. And if I say, you know, these guys will call me Glenn. He said, oh, yeah, I got this lawyer. He'll help you for nothing. Call him up. 
Uh, Glenn, that's what happens, you know. Stick, but you know, Len, 866-536-1000. Lisa in San Francisco. Len Tillum, Lisa, how come you're calling a lawyer, Lisa? I've listened to Len Tillum forever. There you go. You know my name. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> yes. Uh, I bought a house in Sonoma. I live in San Francisco. I've had various tenants over the couple of years I've had it. This latest tenant, my lease always says the only people who can live there are the ones named on the lease. Right. The latest tenant has probably sneakily moved in a roommate maybe as early as four months ago or earlier. And we have been trying to prove that there's somebody living there without violating any privacy laws. Now, now, wait a second. They're on a two-year lease? They're on a two-year lease. When's the two-year lease up? Uh, September, so like six months. Well, um, so you're going to have to go to court and hire a lawyer to go to court. You're, the house is in Sonoma. Yeah. You've got to hire a lawyer to go to court in Santa Rosa to evict them because you're going to say they're violating the lease. Somebody else lives there, right? And you don't have any proof. Yeah. Other, so I don't have solid proof other than he admitted to my manager that he has an illegal roommate. Okay, so that, that's it. Wait a minute. Is this a, a large multi-unit complex or one no, little house? two houses on one uh, piece of land. So it's going to cost you two, three, four grand to get a lawyer to evict him. And if you wait six months, you kick their ass out, it's over. What? Well, yeah, we have reason why we'd like to get them out earlier. But my question is, if I now could say I know they have an illegal roommate. And well, I if you say you, you have an illegal roommate, here's what you do. Yeah. You give them 24 hours notice you want to inspect. You're allowed to show up, and you give it on a Friday, and you show up. Sa- How old are these people? Uh, they're in their early 20s. And it's supposed to be rented to only one person? To, to a couple, yeah. Husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you think they? It's what a guy and another guy living there. Um, it's a husband and wife living there, and they moved in another guy. Okay, to save on the rent. Yeah. So all you have to do is say, "I'm coming to inspect." Give them 24 hours notice, and you're allowed to do that. And you come in there, going on a Saturday. If they're young people, they'll probably be drunk and hover, hungover from partying Friday night. And if you see, you look in the closet, you'll see somebody else's clothing there. That's proof. How can I say how I, how can I be sure it's someone else's? Cl- I mean, oh, come on! There's a bed there, and you guess, look. At, yeah, another bed. You open the closets. You know, you look at clothing. You look at a pair of pants there. By the way, Lisa, it may get a little confrontational. So take your husband with you. you yeah, know, you know what I mean. But you you can tell if somebody else is living there. You okay, know, is that good enough for court? Yeah, you okay. saw. it. Does the lease clearly say the lease clearly says they can only rent to two people, right? It, well, yeah. I mean, only the people on the lease, period. Okay. And he, the guy said to your property manager, he doesn't, he's got somebody else living there, right? He, yeah. He said that the illegal roommate was going to move out at the end of the month, which was his justification for not being a jerk. I'm not sure. No, no, no. He's got an illegal, that's a breach of the lease. They can't correct yeah. that. So you can go over there and check, you know, or you could have your, la- your manager testify he's got somebody in there. And, um, yeah, I would check because what they may say, they may argue is they had this one guy stay there as a guest for a week and there's nothing wrong with that. So is it really that important that you get him out six months earlier? Uh, it, is it worth two, three grand in legal bills? I'm, it probably is not worth that. 
if that's now that I have a figure on it, it probably would not be quite worth that. You know, you, you go into a lawyer. Here's what happens: you go into a lawyer's office for an eviction. The lawyer says it's four five hundred dollars to file the papers, just the court filing fee three fifty four hundred. Then he wants seven fifty to do the petition, and then there's this and there's that. By the time he, and you know you have to get a lawyer in Santa Rosa because the house is in Sonoma. But if you hire a Sonoma lawyer, the lawyer's going to charge an hour to drive each way to Santa Rosa. What if I just give them a seventy two hours to quit or cure notice? Why don't you okay? Why don't you do that? Give them a three day notice. And say, look, unless you get the guy out of there, I'm going to throw you out. I'm going to evict you. But then, wait a minute. Uh-huh. What if they don't get him out? Are you going to actually go through with it? Um, don't threaten stuff you're not going to do. Well. What, what about this? Say, I know you've got an illegal person there. I'll let you stay till the end of your lease. I want $100 more a month. Okay. All right? Yeah, I thought about that, but- you know, I'll say you can stay till the end of your lease. I want $100 more a month. Okay. Does that work better for you? This way they'll yeah. say, okay, they'll admit they got them. You know what I mean? Sure, yeah. That's. And okay. again, then, what if they say, no, drop dead, I'm not giving you another $100 a month. What are you going to do? Yeah, then I might evict them. I'm, I'm really angry at them. Have they just... Why? Well, besides the fact that they lied to you, your poor ego, well, Lisa, they lied to you. Oh, dear. Why else are you angry at them? Why? Because had they come to me and said we're having trouble making rent and we would have, we'd like a roommate, I would have totally worked with them on that. So this is the only, Lisa. There's no other reason. Like you, you want to move your daughter in there or something. What other reason have you oh, got? Well, my, um, I'm selling the house and the guy who owns it wants to move his daughter in there, and that's expensive too. Wait, wait, wait. You, when are you selling the house? Is it uh, a, about a month and a half? And the guy who, it's, wait a minute, the guy who, the guy who bought wants to buy it. It's a, it's worth more to them if it's if they don't have the two year lease. They want to use that space. Are you going to get any more money? First, first of all, property uh, yes. pro- property's going up like crazy. I know. So it if is. you wait till September, you'll get even more money on the property. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, <laughs> and, and you say you want to rent it. They were breaking the lease. You were victim. I'm telling you, it's going to be aggravating. Cost you two, three grand. And what's the rush to sell rent the property? It's going up like crazy. It'll be worth even more in September. Yeah. You know? Okay. All right? So I, I just, my advice, don't evict them. See if you can get another 100 bucks a month out of them. See what they say to that. All right. All right? Thank there you, you go. Yeah, what do you got to sue people for? A victim for six months? Ugh. Isn't it nice, though, you're reading the Chronicle today? Prompt. Your home's worth more all of a sudden. Someday, maybe it'll be worth what you owe on the mortgage. Who the hell knows? Stick around. We got more. Len Tillum. News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. You got legal problems? I got open lines. I'd love to hear from you. 866-536-1000. Jenny in Santa Rosa. Len Tillum, Jenny. How come you're calling a lawyer? Uh, Thanks, Len. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I'm calling because my mom is um, 93 years old, and there's four siblings in the family. Um, She's been in assisted living for about five years now. Um, the cost on that is like $4,700, but her Alzheimer's has become progressively worse, and the cost now has gone up to um, 63 So our question is this. Uh, she has a home. Currently, we're renting it to help offset, you know, the cost. Um, the home, um, probably if it's sold on the market right now, I'm going to say between 600 maybe 650 something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were considering either, uh, we were considering selling it, 
to put the money in the bank to help pay for her for her um, care because it's more than what she's getting. Her income is now. How, how much but, does she have in savings? Well, she has maybe about twelve thousand in savings left, but she's getting. You know, she's getting dad's social security, and also he was in the military, so that she gets a stipend from that, and as well as... So how much How much is coming in a month altogether? You know, to be honest with you... Um, with the rent and all. With the rent and all, she's, she's just covering, uh, I'm going to say about five 5000 And so, And the bills for keeping her in assisted living are 6300 right? It's become now. It just went up now to sixty three hundred. Because she needs more care. Because she needs more care. She just fell recently, and she needs more care. Um, her memory is getting worse, and and so. And you're thinking, not, if we sell the home, we'll have money to take care of mom. We'll have money to take care of mom um, because she doesn't have enough money. But then we're. But then we thought, well, maybe we could get a home equity loan, and then one of our brothers checked into it and he he said that if we sell mom's home she will get capital gains levied on her because she only you know since dad died oh, wait wait dad died when dad died seven years ago okay so here's what's going on the cost basis of the home when, when it's you look at the basis of the home and the cost basis of the home was the value of the home for both of them for capital gains when your father died seven years ago Oh, so, okay. seven years ago, prices were down, right? No, seven years ago, actually, the prices were better. I mean, they're about—I would say—pretty close to what they are now. Well, well, if the then there wouldn't be capital gains because, in addition, your mother lived in the house, and on top, right. in, in other words, if the house was worth six hundred thousand seven years ago, and now you oh. sell it for seven hundred thousand, a hundred thousand more, she still has two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to offset to add to the cost basis to offset the capital gains. Because she's lived in it for more than five years, she gets another $250,000 credit. Okay? Oh, so okay. find out what it was worth seven years ago. I don't think there will be capital gains. Um, okay? Um, okay. So, oh, wait a minute. She's been in assisted living for how long? She's been in assisted living for five years, and then we left And you're house. renting the house out. Well, yeah, but we didn't rent the house out right away. We didn't. We started renting the house out only like a year ago. Well, I don't think she, she may not get the two hundred fifty thousand dollar deduction because she hasn't really lived there for at least two of the last five years. It's not her residence. Yeah, no, yeah, no she hasn't. No, it's not her residence. Plus, it's rented out. So the yeah, basis, the cost, year and a half it's been rented off. I, I, I wouldn't fight with the IRS on that two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Then you might lose on that. You follow me so far? So kind the of. basis of the home for capital gains is what it was worth when your father died. And you can talk to a realtor, you can figure it out or see what's going on. By the way, that's why I always tell people when somebody dies, get an appraisal done. It's so much easier and cheaper to do it when somebody dies rather than seven years in the past. You know what I mean? Okay? Yeah. yeah All yeah. right. So look, but here's the other problem. If your mother sells the home, she's going to convert an exempt asset that she could get Medi-Cal to pay for the nursing home. Because, no, go ahead. No, she's not in a nursing home. She's in an assisted living. I understand, but if her dementia gets worse and she's uh-huh. not mobile, if you can't walk out of a building, if it catches she's fire. Mobile. Yes. She's, she's so, physically mobile, but mentally she's 
not. As long as she's mobile, you want her in assisted living, and that's private pay. If she's not exactly. mobile, if the dementia gets so bad and she forgets how to walk, she could wind up in a nursing home. If, right. And then the government, you've got a home that, that's exempt. They don't count it for Medi-Cal eligibility. And when I'm talking about Medi-Cal, I don't mean food stamps or welfare. It's the same room. She could be paying $10,000 a month for a nursing home if she sells the home because she's got all this cash. And the woman next to her could have the same amount in just her home and be getting Medi-Cal and not paying anything for the nursing home. Same room, same bed. Okay, um, I see. You follow yeah. me on that? So I, I would yeah. wait a little while. Also, when she dies, you'll get what's called a step-up in basis, and you can sell it. You can sell the home and not pay capital gains. When somebody dies, the basis for the purpose of determining capital gains gets stepped up to the value, whether it's a rental or any kind of a property, it'll get stepped up. And the other thing is that property values, look at today's Chronicle. They talk about the big jump in real estate. Property values are going up. Right. So, so if, then what we should do then, would you suggest that we get a home equity loan on it to pay for the difference? If you have a power of attorney, you could get a home equity yes, loan. Get a we home equity loan. Yes, get a home equity loan. That would loan. be the best thing. Yeah, that, that would be the best thing. Or if one of the kids or two, how many children does she have? Well, there's four of us. And when she dies, the home will be sold and divided equally four ways? Correct. And you Correct. guys get along? Everyone gets along fine. If, yes. you, or if one of you has more money or can afford to do it and can afford to lend the estate $10,000, you know, or 20, if you four of you each put in five grand is 20 grand, that should keep her. And you say, look, it's cheaper than getting a loan. As soon as mom dies, we'll sell the house. And or well, if somebody had three of three of us could probably do that. So you would you, you agree with the fourth. All of you agree. Rather than dealing right. with the banks, we'll add some money to mom. And when the house sells, we get that money back off the top. And whatever's left is divided four or five ways, whatever it is. Oh, okay. Right? So my advice right now is not to sell the home for Medi-Cal reasons. If, God forbid, she goes into a nursing home, you call me up. I can help you get the government to pay for the rooms. You haven't sold it. You haven't paid capital gains. You've got a tenant in there. It's paying a little money. And I'm telling you, property's going to go up another 15% this year. So why sell it? What do you, you put it in the bank, you'll get less than 1% in those crappy CDs. Exactly. Keep the money in the house. Right, right. Okay, well, thank you so much, Lance. You're welcome. I'm so glad you're back on the radio. We I love being back, and you. thank you for and being a good daughter. Everybody. Thank, thank you, Jenny. So Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. 866-536-1000. Call the lawyer. The lines are open. Hey, Mark in San Jose, Len Tillum. How come you're calling a lawyer, Mark? Hi, Len. Thanks for taking my call. Um I have a mother who's now 72, but back in um, 2003 to 2005, she was working for a uh, training institute that helps uh, people with not very many skills to get, uh, you know, basic jobs, you know, teaching them about computers and stuff. And they didn't pay her for uh, uh, the last couple months that she worked for them, and then they closed their doors and everybody got screwed. Because uh, Are they out of business now? Are they gone? That that specific um, location went out of business. Another location in Stockton went out of business, and they sold a third business down in Bakersfield um, to a different company. Um, in trying to do a web search to find them, I know that they were originally located out of 
uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, and it seems just doing a basic web search that they still exist there, but I can't really tell. Now, wait a minute. So your so, mother didn't get paid? Your mother didn't get paid in 2003 and 2004? Um, no, it was... It, she. They, they finally closed the doors in 2005, and it was only the last month or two that she didn't get paid. Okay, and they owe her how much money? Um, well, she went... She got a judgment from the labor commissioner for $10,000. Okay. Well, and so and you com- you haven't been able to collect it, right? Yes, exactly. The labor commission basically said, "Hey, don't contact us. We'll try to collect it, but yeah. we're not going to tell you anything." Okay. When and the division of labor when, when the labor board issues an award and no appeal is filed, they enter it into the records as a judgment. So if they entered it into the records as a judgment, um, your mother then has a ten thousand judgment dollar judgment earning 10% annual interest, okay? And she can collect this judgment in the same way anyone can collect a judgment. She can record a certified abstract of the judgment as a lien against this colleges or whatever. It's, do they don't have any real property, do they, in the state? Not that I'm aware All of. they have is what's in Arkansas, right? But most likely. Forget it. I mean, what are you, for 10 grand, you have to establish a judgment in Arkansas. It's going to be expensive with lawyers. I mean, Nolo Press puts out a book at nolo.com on how to collect your judgment. You have a judgment that's worth ten grand and 10000 a year annual interest. You have to serve them in Arkansas. You have to establish the judgment that was entered in California in Arkansas and execute it. Yeah, you know, I think that's the reason you haven't done it in almost 10 years. It's too, yep. It's too difficult. Yeah, well, that's why she hasn't done it. And I, I basically was harassing her about it and thought, well... Let me see if anybody could give me some advice on... I, I would get the book on how to collect a judgment and then see about collecting out-of-state judgment. If you said to me, they're still in California, they got a building, I could help you do it. But in Arkansas, my considered opinion, forget about it. It's never going to happen. Sylvia in Oakland. Len, tell him, Sylvia, how come you're calling a lawyer? Hi, Len. Um well, uh, I, this is the problem. I've been selling. I live in this building uh, for 26 years. I've been selling on the same corner for 26 years, maybe once or twice a month, uh, maybe uh, during the summer. And I do artsy things, paint things, and, and sell them. And the- now, now, wait a second. Do you live in an apartment or in your own house? No, in an apartment building. And you hold a garage sale once or twice a month on the sidewalk at the street corner? Yes. In Oakland. And the cops, they don't bother you? No, the cops, oh, they've been seeing me for years. They never say anything. All of a sudden, the la- the management company that's running uh, the building now uh, is uh, told the manager that lives in the building that they don't want me to do that anymore. Do you have a lease or you're month to month? Uh, I have a lease. Okay, look, you're renting your apartment. You're, you're not, they're not renting you the sidewalk. And it's the city sidewalk. They could say you can't use it. The, the sidewalk is there because the city of Oakland said so. Even if the sidewalk is on property owned by the landlord, sometimes the landlord's deed says you own the sidewalk, the property. But it's still property that the public has access to. So they can't tell you what you can do on the sidewalk. You understand? They have no right to do that. Um, And and by the way, you you live in Oakland, right? Yes. You got rent control. 
They can't get rid of you as long as you pay the rent and you're not doing anything anyone else couldn't do. So you tell them drop dead. You politely say, what, go ahead. Uh, Other people come there and sell that don't even live there. You can say to them, you don't own the sidewalk. This is Oakland. I have rent control. You don't own the sidewalk. You have no right to tell me or anybody else what they can do in the sidewalk. Please mind your own business. And if you don't like it, try and evict me. I wouldn't push it, but they can't get rid of you for that. No. No, I, I just thought it was, I just wanted to know what my rights were. Your rights are absolute. They could try and evict you when your lease is up, but they got to come up with a good reason. And it would be a retaliatory eviction. You know, have yeah. they written you a letter about not having a garage sales no, there? No, they just, just told the guy that lives there. Uh, you tell the, you get along with the manager. You like him? He's a nice guy, the manager. Uh, no, he's he's not very nice. Either. He's a jerk also. But he plays the drums all day long on the weekend. He plays the drums. Says, yeah, and nobody says anything to him. Does it annoy you that he plays the drums? Yes, it's very annoying. Now you see Every that. I move out because of that. Let me tell you something right now. You could sue him and the landlord for creating a nuisance. He's not allowed to play the drums all day long. Well, he does it. He does it. Uh, Do you want to take him to court over that? You really want to get tough? You tell him the sidewalk's mine. I can do whatever I want. And you could sue him and the landlord in small claims court for creating a nuisance. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah, well, that sounds sounds good. I don't know if I want to sue him or not, but I just want to keep doing what I was doing. You keep, you say to him, you say to him, the sidewalk is a public corner. I spoke to a lawyer. You have no right to tell me what I can do or not. And that's all there is to it. Mind your own business. Be polite. Okay? Because I, I, I thought maybe I would uh, uh, appeal to the management, uh, write her a letter, what and we, maybe get... No, no, no. Don't go begging for mercy. You just say, this is a public sidewalk. I got a right to hold a garage sale there and do anything I want. The police don't mind, and you can't tell me what to do on the sidewalk. Free speech. It is yeah. a free speech well, issue, actually. I really appreciate that, and I love your show. I listen to you all the time. Yeah, and if you want to get really tough... When you can't stand that stupid idiot's drumming anymore, call me. We'll do something. Oh, great. All right. You let me know when you can't stand that banging and clopping over there, and we'll help you out. All right? All right. Thank you. You're quite welcome. You got legal problems? I got all kinds of answers. 866-536-1000. Len Tillum, News Talk 910. I'm a lawyer. David in San Francisco. Why are you calling a lawyer? Hi, Lance. Thank you for taking my call. Um, last year, my mom passed away in July, and my stepfather is still alive. And he's been bedridden for the last three years, uh, requiring a caretaker. And uh, because I was the only child locally, I was the one that uh, basically took on the task of protecting them from outside parties, as such as caretakers, and also from themselves, because as they got older... They were less and less likely to do the normal things that we take for granted, like pay your bills and whatnot. So your so step wait, 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 wait. Your stepfather, how yes. long was he married to your mother before she died? Um, 25 years or so. And he was good to her and you liked the guy, right? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And, and now, now he is bedridden in whose home? His home, her home, or both their homes? 
in their home that they bought together some in back in 1984 approximately and when and, when your mother died did had your father let me just ask these nosy questions was sure. there a trust or anything like that putting you in charge there was, that was there was a trust put in place a couple of years ago the house was supposed to only go to the two boys and exclude the two girls i knew at the time when the trust was being drawn up not to argue with my mother after she passed away, I could take care of it, and that the house should always be split four ways. Yeah, wait a minute, but the trust they did says his daughters get nothing, right? That's correct. Okay, so before you start giving the house away or saying anything, this guy is still alive. Let's decide what you'll do after he dies, because he's got the right to live in the house the rest of his life. Absolutely. Okay, and so... If that's, what, if that's what they want to do. What's the problem with the daughters? Tell me what's going on now. Well, three weeks after my mom passed away, they basically accused me of elder abuse, coercing their father into signing this trust. Now, let me ask something. These are two daughters, I would guess, who had very little to do with their father while, you know, he was well and he was married to your mother. Is that right? Um, pretty much, because uh, one lives in Minnesota and one lives in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. And how come your parents left them nothing? I think it was more my mom. Was the house... Nothing. Was the house yeah, hers before the house. the house was hers before she married him or not? No, no. I think she, it was just my mom just taking care of her boys. Okay. But I didn't agree with it. I was. I told my stepsister when she came over here in July to check on her father that it should be split four ways, and that I would even put it in writing. But we're still arguing about all this BS. What BS? And, what um, BS? Well, they keep threatening to uh, file a lawsuit against me. A lawsuit for what? I guess elder abuse and whatever else. No, no, wait, wait, wait. First of all, they're bluffing. One sister, you said, is in Oregon. The other's in Minnesota. Minnesota and North Carolina. North Carolina. Are they going to hire a lawyer in California? They're bluffing. They actually have a lawyer who's um, my stepfather's nephew. And where is he located? He's in San Francisco. What kind of law does he practice? Um... I'm not a... Not elder law like me, I would guess. Corporate lawyers. Who knows? Anyway, it doesn't matter. What are yeah, you doing yeah. wrong? You're keeping the guy at home. They want him. What do they want you to do? I don't understand. What's the problem? Well, they want me to quit claim the house so that they can uh, sell it when they want, and then they'll do a full accounting and give me whatever share... Are you crazy? Are you, are you crazy? You tell them to drop dead. That's that's elder abuse. Look what these greedy witches are saying. Sell the house, give us the money, and put dad in assisted living. That's what they're saying, right? Pretty much. Don't do it. You just say no. Look... I think they're pissed off because their IRA monies that they were going to get got spent to, to care for them because it cost like... $45,000 a month for yes. the last three years. David, thank God you're there. You're in San Francisco. Your stepfather's in San Francisco or close by. Where is yeah. San Ramon, right? Yeah, San okay. Ramon. Okay. You take care of him. You're not committing elder abuse. Um, your mother did the trust with, with, with your stepfather when they were both confident, competent. Mm -hmm. It's not your fault how they did it. You're not liable. The daughters could challenge the validity of the trust. But what do you care? You said when they when dad dies, you know, I'll divide it four ways. So yeah. you you're the trustee of the trust, right? That's correct. And the home is in the trust as it should be. That's correct. Okay. So you are the only one who could sell the house. 
when he dies. He was, he was, the trust probably says the house is there for the two of us. You're the trustee because he can't do it right now, right? Well, he was incapable, and my mom was, you know, she, she, her um, capacity to make decisions. Do you, so the question is, do, do, you, do you want to sell the house or not? I'll sell the house if he needs the money in order to be cared for. Okay. I don't have any problem with that. I just don't want to just sign it over no. and give them the opportunity. Are you, you would be yeah. crazy. That would be, first of all, as fiduciary, you have a fiduciary obligation to your stepfather. That would be mm-hmm. fiduciary abuse because they'll run away with the money. Why give up the power now? Don't be crazy. You give yeah, up the I, power. I totally agree with you. Don't I give totally up anything. And you tell them, I have nothing to say to you. I'm the trustee. If you don't like it, sue me. Have your lawyer do something. Call me back. You, they're bluffing. Okay? Um, look. Okay. I'll tell you why your stepfather stepfather disinherited his children. They want his money, and they want him in a home. Um, that, that could be it, or maybe he, didn't, he really didn't understand what he was signing, but... It doesn't matter. You keep him in the home. The last thing you want to do is let them take over. Don't give them the money. You keep all the power. Don't give anything away. They'll blow it. There'll be nothing left. And if you sell the house and give your daughters the money and then he needs a nursing home and they don't give you back the money, the DA can get you for financial elder abuse. You squandered his assets and gave it away and then there's no money to pay for the nursing home. That's financial elder abuse. You could hit me with a felony for that. How about that, right? Wow. How would you like a felony on your ass? No. No. You keep the house. You keep take care of your father. You call me on the radio any problems you got, I'll help you for nothing. Don't sell the house. Do not give them control. That's financial elder abuse. You're welcome, sir. Be strong. I'll try and come and see you up at uh, Vacaville. Oh, Sonoma. Oh, in Vacaville in the seminar. I'd love to see you there. Okay? Napa. I'll be Napa from 10 to 12 next week. And Vacaville from 10 to 12 on Thursday next week. LenTillum.com at my webpage. It's all there. Stick around. I'm going to say hello to Gil Gross. Len Tillum, News Talk 910.